Welcome back, everybody, to the Weekly Reset. This is your second episode, and I am one of your lovely hosts, Vex. Joining me, as always... Uh, Paolo is burning. Yeah. Tuber monkey. And we actually have a special guest. Hold your horses, sweet pea. Um, <laughs> we have a special guest. Uh, not really my adopted son, but my adopted son, uh, Teddy. Teddy Ted here. Also known as Teddy Two Stones. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to the Two Stones. Um, Welcome back, guys. After uh, last week's E3 hype episode, um, I'm sure we're all enjoying our slight hangover of E3 overload from this week. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Very hungover. The first thing we're going to start off with is uh, probably a lot of our childhoods got rekindled with the Bethesda pre-show, having X-Play handle the entire thing. Uh, what did you guys feel about that? And, and my Adam looks old as shit, Morgan's still hot. Yeah, that was same, same here. <clears throat> I mean, he just that was awesome seeing him again. Yeah, he aged a lot. Them, them eyebrows, though, they, they were blonde as fuck. They aren't, they're non-existent, I think. Yeah, they're he was, <laughs> did he go Super <laughs> Saiyan 4? Like, I don't know what he did. His yeah, eyebrows I don't know if he go Super Saiyan 4, Balden. Hey, I mean, maybe he's a reverse Saiyan. Who knows? Who um, knows? But yeah, it was nice to see the the host of X Play come back, and uh, one of the biggest, obviously, well, this year the biggest video game company, easily is Bethesda, and to have them bring back a lot of nostalgia from a lot of our past was a, a really cool thing for them to do. And uh, they actually handled all of their pre-show and post-show, so. If you guys haven't got a yeah, chance was... to watch that, it's fairly entertaining. You get to look at Morgan Webb. Who doesn't want to look at Morgan Webb? Uh, you no. get to go look at Adam, who I can't remember his last name. Levine? Uh, no, that's not Adam Levine. I wanted to say Adam <laughs> Savage. Adam Savage, the guy from Mythbusters. That's who it really is. Adam Sessler. Adam Sessler. There we go. Adam Sessler. It was Sessler. Holy shit. Uh... Uh, moving right along into the next little thing. The well, first thing we're going to talk about uh, in this podcast, guys, is actually a two-parter. Uh, the first thing is going to be uh, Bethesda. And then after Bethesda, we are going to cover uh, EA. Well, a little Microsoft. bit of EA here and there, Microsoft, and then more of EA. It's really thrown around, but essentially this first touch phone on fucking silent. Uh, <laughs> essentially, blame Teddy. He texted me. <laughs> essentially, the first episode of this two-parter for our E3 Teddy Hangover please. edition uh, is going to be Bethesda, Microsoft, EA, and then the next episode will be Sony, Ubisoft, and Square Enix combined with the PC Gaming Showcase. Um, the first thing we're going to talk about is, like I said, Bethesda. Uh, Pete Hines came out and started giving his little spiel about everything, you know, Bethesda that we were excited to see. Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed this from uh, just the get-go and just overall observation. It really didn't look like Pete Hines was really used to that magnitude of uh, form speaking. Oh, look at the hype, though. You're going to be nervous. Well, I wouldn't blame them either. I mean, they they did it at the Dolby Theater. I mean, as you guys know, that's where they do the Oscars. Yeah, that was nice. Think think about that. They're doing video game conventions now where they do the Oscars. (laughs) 
That's big time. That's a big ahead. step forward. Pretty awesome. Just think they had, what, 490,000 people watching live just on Twitch. And yeah. God knows how many more on YouTube. Mm -hmm. What else? I think it was just Twitch and YouTube that exclusively yeah. had the rights to E3. Yeah. Um, so, seeing him actually go up there and, you know, being able to... That you could still tell that he wasn't used to that sort of magnitude, public speaking. But the fact that he still went up there, handled his own, and showed... Uh, as far as I'm concerned up till now has shown up every single person that has shown up at E3 everyone can just go home at this point uh, the first thing we're going to talk about guys is Doom uh, mm. we're looking at a spring 2016 release Xbox One, PC and PS4 um, they created an entire new engine for this uh, the id Tech 6 and it looks like it's amazing too it looks beautiful, beyond amazing. Um, Marty Stratton, you know, proceeded to came on the executive producer of ID. Uh, he came out and he he focused on these. He said Doom wanted to focus on these two points. Uh, the first one being badass demons, big Check. fucking guns, Check. and extremely fast. Which I have to say. It was it looked, really, really fast, and the refresh rate was on fucking point. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, yeah. Reminds me of old Doom, for sure. Like, just mm -hmm. with oh, the rate yes. it was going. Yeah. Definitely old, old Doom. Old Doom with face smashing. Oh, my gosh. I feel like a little bit of Quake thrown in there, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely yeah. the, um, as uh, Teddy just mentioned, um, the finishers. Oh. I mean, there was hearts being ripped out. There was legs being broken off and shoving into mouths. Uh, at one point, he split someone's jaw open. Um, and from that got the crowd pumped right there. Oh like, yeah, plain and simple. You heard they, the cries. <laughs> yeah. You can tell by the way they were doing it is you got to put so much damage down before you do that. You move, can actually do so. a finisher. Yeah, yeah. You actually yeah, you can't just walk up in melee. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Um, and if body parts are flying, I mean, that's... Everybody's going to love that. That's an upgrade. Absolutely. Yeah. That doesn't happen in old Doom. No. A lot. Seeing some legs shut off, that was nice. Hey, you don't read... Old Doom. You know, you, a lot of people don't really talk about that when they think about uh, classic games that really shaped the, the frontier. You know, a lot of people like to leave stuff like that out when first-person shooters pretty much came from Doom. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you got Doom, Wolfenstein, those two right there. They, yeah. they set the bar, and look what has happened from then. Uh, the Revenant, as you guys saw, is back. Yeah. Uh, always badass. Uh, you got your skeleton with rocket launchers attached to shoulder blades. You can't get... Any cooler than that. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw that in the videos, but you can actually open the fucking broke doors. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty yeah. cool. He I don't like that. That's the, too hard. He <laughs> the broken door open when all of our video gaming lives, we've been told <laughs> that if the door's even slightly broken, you can't pry it open. Or uh, Resident Evil 4, for example, John. Um, this fence is uh, kneecap high, but mm -mm, you can't jump it. You've got to go get the key it. and go around. 
Yep. Um, I'm excited to see that video games, comp- video game designers are taking a lot more of those dynamics into play, and aren't keeping us to such linear roads. I guess. I didn't see any QTEs either, so that was good. Maybe it was just I don't know if it was automatic or if you just had to keep pressing a button without being prompted on the screen. That was a big step mm-hmm. up. I don't like QTEs on the screen. They break immersion. Plain and simple. So hopefully they keep it off of there well, and just leave it how it was. Is um, if you watch towards the end of the showcase video, uh, the revenant jumps down on the guy, rips his arms off. That Beats him to death. that <laughs> was not made just to showcase. That is actually a death animation in the game. Yeah. Yes. That is one I'm of the ways to see you more. Die. It's gonna be like uh, what's that game? Dead Space, they're going to have unique uh, death animations probably for everything. Um, Another thing that you guys saw, that he actually used the environment and casualties to his advantage to open doors, special locks, fingerprint, handprint, etc. He scanned the area with what looks like to be some kind of holographic tool. Uh, He throws it uh, in the air, and then it shows him where said person that can unlock that door went. Where he got dragged off, he found the, uh, the he found the the casualty in the environment, ripped his arm off, uh, which is something that it looks like it was that you couldn't even interact with, rips his arm off, throws his arm comically on the the touchpad, and then the door opens up, and I think that's just a great touch if they keep having you know scenes like that implemented within the game. It's the only like a thing I missed from it log. was like I missed the. The skulls, the flaming skulls, you know. But that thing, I mean, they were everywhere in Doom. I wish they had it in the trailer. I'm sure they'll be back. Yeah, they showed a little bit of hell at the I'm end. I'm sure they'll be back in hell. Speaking of hell, Super Shotgun is back. Can't be Doom without a fucking <laughs> yes. Super Shotgun. Uh, super Shotgun saved my ass many a night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else we can talk about. You, uh, I know you got yeah the classic double barrel. That was a nice touch. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's, that's a super shotgun. shotgun. Oh, the super shotgun. Okay. Shotgun. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, a couple of the other guns had secondary functions to them too. Yeah. 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 Which is pretty awesome. I actually, I think I know. Uh, I, I want to go off on a point, and I noticed this at the beginning when they were doing the Bethesda opener, and they showed a couple of games that they, were, that, that they had already worked on. If you, if you notice very briefly in that video they showed, they showed footage of Rage. Now, we all know that Rage had multiple ammo types, and in that trailer, I mean, the, the gameplay of Doom, you've seen them use varied ammo types. So I'm wondering if they took, they obviously took inspiration from that and brought it into Doom. Because you see multiple yeah. ammo types and alternate fire modes, which they really fleshed out in Rage. Mm-hmm. So that kind of been inspiration right there. And that makes sense. I mean, I've seen all those weapons. Mm-hmm. Swapping them out. Another thing I don't know if you guys noticed, um, the animations uh, in general, when um, you pick up the plasma rifle or when the person doing the live demo pick up the plasma rifle, uh, m- numerous moving parts on such a small piece of the screen and it was just details were outrageous Top of the line. 
Absolutely. Um, and of course, you know, we'll, we're going to keep having news on uh, this game as it gets closer and closer to launch. Um, the whole thing looks extremely fluid. Uh, go ahead. Oh, I said, uh, and then they're adding uh, a Halo Force type thing with Beam Snap Map, which looked pretty awesome. I thought it was bullshit. You want my honest I opinion? I know it's kind of bullshit, but it's still it's still a good thing for the community to do. I was watching it going, it's like, and we're now introducing Doom Snap Map. I was like, I swear to God, Doom Forge. this is fucking Doom Halo Forge. Forge World. You can create your own multiplayer experiences. It's fucking Forge World. I mean, I guess, you know. Um, I'd like to play maps that people probably yeah. made, but I ain't going to spend time to make it. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah. Uh, the fact that they had numerous animations for the chainsaw kills. Holy oh. shit. It didn't just brutal. stop on one limb being cut off or one angle. They showcased at least eight different fucking animations for deaths. And uh, I didn't. I couldn't even. Uh, the multiplayer. Uh, domination. Uh, an arena mode. Sort of a freeze tag mode. They didn't touch super into it. But you can almost guess that most people that will play this game will not be playing it for the PvP multiplayer. Mm. No way. Uh, they're going to be playing it for the nostalgia. I could see it being Quake-like, but I still feel like people are going to play it for the nostalgia factor, for the yeah, fact that it's, it's Doom. Um, but I, I think people still play it because of how it is Quake-like, because of how fast-paced game it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you That's think do you opinion. think it's gonna have the same kind of response as any other first-person shooter? Mm, probably not. I don't know. It'd be Quake-like. It'd be its own it's just, kind of shooter. Yeah, it, it might have like its own cult following. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very true. It's not gonna get too big. It's it's gonna be pretty much <laughs> a couple months probably after it comes out, and then. It'll kind of, f- not fade away, but you'll still have a hardcore following that'll play it, but I don't see it being too big, which I'm kind of glad that's why I only touched base on it, because people want to play Doom for Doom, like the story, <laughs> you know? They want to yeah, yeah. they want to shoot fucking demons, you know? Going to hell. Yeah, but did you see in their multiplayer, multiplayer. that you can play as demons, too? Yeah, they showed, oh, God, they did yes. show the one. That was pretty interesting. That's a different good twist. Yeah, you know, so it's not gonna draw in those Call of Duty girls, though. I mean, they're not gonna jump in there. So no, no, they're no. too busy wetting their draws over Blops Three. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you noticed that when uh, in the the actual gameplay video, uh, when the guy was in hell, there was like this weird notification in his HUD for fall damage. Mm-hmm. It said fall compensation, so maybe there is no fall damage, and like the HUD just shows that because he dropped the second time, I didn't see any damage. Well, you you notice he had that double jump, so maybe he has yeah. some like his suit is you know part of that. Is it crazy? Because he was double jump. That double jump is pretty sick. Um, yeah, I don't know if you guys saw that also, but um, uh, hell is apparently full of mixtapes. There was a lot of fire, fireballs. <laughs> uh, also, hell looked like a giant hot box. That yeah. dank. <laughs> uh, it just looked like someone was just hotboxing hell for about a month. And then towards the end of the, the, the footage, which we all saw, um, Seth, you won't really get this joke too much, but I guess this is more geared towards John 
and Teddy, uh, Ergot comes out of the doors. <laughs> and he just has this look on his face like, I'm here to Ergod you with my Q-spam, you worthless bitch. Yeah, pretty much. But, as we all know happens to Ergot, he eventually gets fed his own fucking heart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that was and then, of course, awesome. right at the very end, you have the double BFG ending. That was a perfect ending to a, a oh, yeah. perfect gameplay trailer from uh, Bethesda and its software. Uh, the next thing that Bethesda talked about was Bethesda Net. Uh, this is them trying to coalesce all of their. I guess things, games together, one, uh, all their related sites, mods, forums, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It just looks like they're just trying to make everything seamline. Yeah, just like Origin. Origin, yeah. So I think it's I think it's a good move. I think it's something that they could have used probably a couple years ago. Yeah. Uh, it's not a bad time to roll it out now, though, with all the big projects coming out. Kind of like that good central hub to go to mm-hmm. with all your Bethesda needs basically rolled into one. Yeah, I can see it working. Um, Battlecry was also. I don't. I don't know. This game did not capture my interest whatsoever. It looks like a Team Fortress Two WoW hybrid battleground. It was the, very the Team Fortress showed. Yeah. Team Fortress 2 elements, but then third person with you fighting people with a razor blade on a stick. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, hopefully, Apollo and Teddy can get into the beta, and they will bring you a game review. Um, and if you want to get into the beta, just go to Bethesda.net or Battlecry.com and sign up for the beta and come play with us. There you go, hopefully. guys. Sign up. Uh, and beat the shit out of these two queers. Um, <laughs> Arcane. You can try. Arcane Studios came on the stage after this, uh, which I was very excited for because I loved the first game. Dishonored 2 was amazing. It showed what seemed to be like a new plague. Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed that, the little mosquitoes coming out of the holes in the dead people's body. Yeah. Uh, and you have two new playable characters. Well, one's new, one's not so new. Uh, you have Corvo, which was the protagonist from the first game, sneaking around with your little steampunk mask, either cutting people in the throat or letting them walk. And then you also have Emily, which I do believe is... Isn't that the daughter from the first game? I think it is. The and you name, end up rescuing? I, I want to say it was I forgot Emily. the last name they said, but it, it sounded familiar. But obviously, she's older now. So obviously, Corvo raised her. Corvo trained her. And from what I saw and heard is that they have two completely different play styles. Uh, Corvo still, of course, has his um, dark matter blink when he you know, can teleport uh, a certain distance. Emily apparently turns into uh, the shadow claws that can just traverse long distances. Uh, it absolutely looks amazing. Uh, is anyone else? Please put that motherfucker on silent. <laughs> you dirty piece of shit. Put it on silent. Um, 
what do you guys think about this on it too? Uh, uh, it's hard for me to be excited about it. I mean, I'm ex- I, I, I know Dishonored was a great game. And I know Dishonored 2 is going to be a great game. But I have a feeling it might follow that same path. Where it's a great game, but not a lot of people are going to play it. Obviously, they had enough you know, money from the sales to make the second one. The only thing that I, that I think could be an interesting thing is if, only if, maybe... A co-op in this game because of the two main protagonists could be a possibility who knows I mean, well they they pretty much said that you start the game off as Emily and then you have to make a decision on how you're going to play the rest of the game mm. so you're stuck either way of either finishing the game as Emily or um, as Corvo oh, okay uh, I don't think anyone else uh, on the panel tonight has actually played any of the Dishonored, well, not any, but the Dishonored game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they so are coming out with the definition. Mo- yes, that's true. Uh, the Dishonored Definitive, definitive uh, will be available on next-gen consoles uh, with the entire first game and all the DLC revamped, 1080p, 60 frames a second. Um, I know you guys saw this. This is the next thing before we talk about the big thing of uh, Bethesda. The big thing. Um, the game platform and the business platform model of Hearthstone. Obviously, it's making Blizzard tons of money. Mm-hmm. Probably making Blizzard a lot more money than World of Warcraft at this point. Um, they fucked up. They let their business model get out there and... Bethesda has decided to announce Elder Scrolls Legends, which will be essentially a Hearthstone clone. Uh, they will be pretty. I'm, I'm assuming they'll be all your favorite characters uh, in the lore from the Elder Scrolls series. Same thing with you know Hearthstone with World of Warcraft. Uh, what do you guys think about this? Yay. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't play Hearthstone, so I don't. I really don't care. I'm not a card person. Yeah. I mean, Hearthstone was fun, just... but I mean, you don't need to keep recycling it for everybody else to use. Yeah. It's like everybody they're trying jump... to recycle MOBAs right now. Yeah. yeah. They're jumping on Hearthstone's success, plain and simple. I mean, you obviously everybody can see that. They're they're paving the way in that that whole new area. So it's kind of it's not. I mean, you can't blame them for hopping on a no. business model. No, you can't. From a business perspective, that's the right move, but I, I just don't think it. I don't think it will take off as much as Hearthstone has, obviously. And then, you know, the countless others that they're gonna have coming out pretty soon. You can almost bank on that. You know, the same thing like what what John said with all the mobas that are coming out. I mean, you even got Heroes of the Storm and shit. It's, they're just gonna be throwaways. You're still gonna have the big names, but people are going to try and jump on the back of the success. So, uh, that's going to be probably a fail for Bethesda, the 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 one of few. <laughs> yeah. I have hope for it. I really think Bethesda is going to rake in and capitalize on a very smart business venture with this game. Um I really do think that Blizzard paved the way. And everything that Blizzard couldn't capitalize on, I think Elder Scrolls and Bethesda will fix. Um, moving promptly along, uh, 
the moment we've all been waiting for for the Bethesda panel. Um, Fallout 4. Oof. Giant bombshell that <laughs> it is being released November 10th this year. This year. This year. Your pre-orders <laughs> can be done right now. Um, mm. Regular uh, vanilla regular. edition will be fifty nine ninety nine as always. Uh, but the custom not the customizable, but the um, collectors collectors edition will the only collectors a edition boy that is completely functional with your smartphone for a second screen experience, uh, and that will be hundred nineteen dollars, which is completely worth it. Um, before we dive into everything, I just want to go ahead and quote Todd, Todd Howard, uh, CEO for Bethesda Softworks on this. Um, I've never heard anyone swear on E3. <laughs> that was awesome. Todd Howard's reaction to was, I feel that a lot of second screen experiences are rather gimmicky. This experience will be the best fucking one. <laughs> everyone lost their shit. Uh, yeah. Everyone absolutely lost their shit. Um, so I guess let's start talking about the first couple bullet points. Um, Todd Howard, which of course, you know, we just talked about, stated that Fallout 4 has been in development since 2009. I knew it. I fucking knew it. What are, you, what are you guys' Fallout thoughts 3. on this? There's, there's no way they weren't developing this since the end of Fallout 3. No. It's too big. Look at the amount of work they put into this game. They needed those years. Uh, that's what I was... Uh, so I told Allie, I said, they, I'm pretty sure they could have launched this last year if they wanted to. Mm -hmm. I think now's the perfect time, though. I mean, they could have, but I think they, they know how to handle their Fallout series. They know yeah. that the fans were waiting for this. And I think they delivered it the one-two punch that everyone did not expect with all of the details, all of the, the just everything about the game. It, it, it stole E3. Let's just put it out there. Fallout 4, even though people were pretty much 100% sure that it was going to be announced, the fact that they showed it, they talked about it, they went into depth about it, it stole the show. It's going to be impossible to top out Fallout 4 and this E3. Uh, that's one thing that Todd Howard stressed on, is he stressed that the amount of detail that their storyboard artists put into this. Uh, and you could tell from that opening mm -hmm. uh, video that the detail on the terminals were just insane. They showed at least... They had what, maybe eight per sheet? Yeah. There was at least like showed like eight or nine sheets. That's that's a ridiculous amount of terminals, and every one of them had individual like light ups and et cetera, et cetera. The concept art looked absolutely amazing. Oh, that concept art. Concept art was delicious. Um, another thing is, I'm sure you guys noticed that there were very, very multiple locations, very vast. This seems like we are going to be getting the biggest fallout we've ever seen. Couple things. And very very diverse too. That's a big plus. Speaking a lot of, of diversity. Speaking of diversity, from now on we're actually starting the game before the bombs fall. I thought that was a great touch. Oh yeah, definitely. 
to be able to see what the world looked like before it turned into a nuclear wasteland. Uh, the customization of your character looks f fucking flawless. That's the best way I can yeah. say it. And it's definitely unique, too. Very unique. Uh, there's no cut away. No there's sliders. No, it's very fluid. It's all very fluid. You just pick a part of the body and you mod it, which means Seth will be making probably the <laughs> ugliest character you could imagine. <laughs> yeah. You know that. I and, I love this character creation. I bet you. Brand can. new. It's awesome. And then not only that, you play as a a female this time, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And fully customize. Uh, the graphics. I'm sure you guys. It's one of the first couple things you guys noticed. It, it looks like Vegas. Come on, guys. Be honest. <laughs> well, just, it looks exactly like Fallout 3. Yeah, I mean, I don't see what the big exactly deal like is. Yeah. It reminds me of Fallout 2, but whatever. <laughs> it reminds me of the Dracula text-only game for the Atari. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah I'd say. Another thing, uh, especially with the diversity, uh, is the seamless audio integration between the menus and dialogue. That's never been in a Fallout game before. A little bit of Mass Effecty right there. Yes. I like that. Mm -hmm. I love that. We finally, I, I finally feel like our character has a lot more depth than just some mute that answers with his eyes. Stares off and... <laughs> <laughs> he just stares off. Give me, give me a quest, bruh. Hey, bruh. I need to go get and some nuclear west. I the thing that I like... They talked about was how you're not. It's 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 not locked in. So you could be first person, third person. You can just walk away. Yeah. You're not locked into that. Shoot whole the guy dialogue. in the face. Yeah. Like I love that. So it just the immersion mm. is is even more with this whole dialogue system. And then the fact that, like you said, our 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 main character, our character that we create, speaks. Yeah. You know, it doesn't sound fucking stupid you know it, it sounds natural uh, another thing I'm um, sure you guys all notice the animated menus uh, when your skill selection and also in the pit boy screens I thought that was amazing uh, they know that you spend that he actually mentioned that when he knows that we spend a lot of a, a lot of our time within the menus so he wanted to make that a seamless experience much more alive too very much so just static you know uh, they also focused on their dynamic volumetric lighting, which, to put it in layman's terms for you people, it's a nerd boner for good fucking lighting. <laughs> that lighting. Uh, the lighting is actually amazing. Um, and then, oh my god, doge. We get Which dog meat. Oh, dog's OP. It's not exactly dog meat from the third one, but it's close enough to dog meat. Close enough. Yeah, he's um, still OP, though. He can oh go yeah. fetch you stuff. Oh, yeah. He's going to he, Yeah, he can actually go fetch you wrenches and uh, certain things like that. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed also, it, it also looks to see that they have dynamic weather. There were some screens and that they would show that it was uh, raining or, of course, there's the night and day cycle, but it looks like it, it seems to have weather within this one. Yeah, that is, that is awesome. I just love that. I don't like playing a game just, like, stuck, you know. 
nothing's going on day and night, day and night. Day and night, know? day and night. <laughs> Again, it, it, that's something else that adds to the immersion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the VAT system, uh, mm-hmm. they're actually moving in the VAT system and not at ridiculous slow-mo fucking... Use your VATs to pause the game. <laughs> Basically. That was essentially a, use your VATs to pause the game. Um, he mentioned that there's going to be layered armor, which is amazing because I was so tired of being stuck to one outfit. I'm not a one outfit kind of girl. Daddy needs nah. options. Fashion layers and layers and layers. Another thing I'm sure you guys noticed that you can actually play video games that you find within this, the, the game itself on your Pip-Boy. Uh, there was a Donkey Kong ripoff, uh, Asteroids, yes. uh, Missile Defense. Mario Plus. Mario Plus. Didn't you say you can also play audio files, like uh, music? Yes. 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 Oh, I need some mixtapes. Really? Get your mix. Everyone, remember, uh, Fallout drops uh, 11... 1015. 1015. My mixtape will drop 11, 11, 15. Download it, put it on your Fallout game. Um, <laughs> another thing uh, that they mentioned was fully customizable strongholds. We are talking complete rebuilding, scrapping, no holds barred. You you find a stronghold that meets your requirements that the game allows you to reinvent. You can break down everything from the entire building to fucking tires on the ground. You can scrap everything and rebuild it exactly how you want. This is probably the biggest thing that's been added to a Fallout game. You always felt like... a wanderer who was lost and didn't have a place to hang your head. What do you guys think about this? It's, it's awesome. Not to mention it, it helps you with all the random stuff you find in the game that you never had to use for. And you know what? I mean, like what WoW did with the garrison thing. This is better because it's Bethesda and it's going to be amazing. Everybody wants to make their own fucking outpost. Everybody. Because And that's going to draw in people that wouldn't actually want to play an RPG, you know? Mm-hmm. Essentially, Minecraft 2 confirmed. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> Much then, uh, It's also like a... Uh, R- RTS. I can't think. Move on. Uh, Castle Defense. Castle Defense. Yeah. 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 Because eventually what happens is raiders will come in and try and take down your camp, and it is your job to defend it. Another thing is you can actually send Brahmin caravans in between whatever camps you set trade. That's pretty awesome. I mean, did they... Puts trade. At some point, did they just go, okay, this is the most innovative game we can do. Fuck it. Let's have 700 mods for 50 base weapons. Yeah, the the weapon... Who's urinating? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> please. please. Not only can you modify your your weapons, you can modify your armor. Armor, too. yes, you can modify your armor. I did read that. Um but to have, to say that there's seven hundred mods and if you guys saw the, the working demo of that thing, uh it was outrageous. You could pretty much take a normal laser rifle and turn it into a Gatling laser sniper rifle. 
I mean, the possibilities yeah. look absolutely fucking end endless. Just from what they showed right there. I mean, even the melee weapons. Look what you can do with the melee weapons. Now, I mean, you know, two saw blades on a bat. Hell yeah! Count yeah, me what in. the fuck? It's like it's like Bethesda put everything in the kitchen sink and just said, here, just fucking have it all. Yeah. So they're basically telling you don't have a life for another three years. Essentially. Basically, yeah. Everything else is not going to exist. Like, uh, any other game that comes out is just going to be irrelevant. The, the building why... thing... <laughs> Was it? I said that's why Halo moved up, because they didn't want to compete with Fallout 4. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, as we move uh, further on, but remember guys, uh, Fallout 4, definitely the winner of E3 as of now. Uh, it comes out uh, November 10th, 2015. Uh, $59.99 for Vanilla and $119 for the Collector's Edition. Good uh, luck getting one, because they're all sold out. Microsoft started the next series, or uh, opening panel really didn't have the same well Microsoft started today Bethesda was last night uh, yeah. when Microsoft came on this morning it was really lackluster uh, I think I think they played it safe this year because of how they did it last year that very well could be uh, their reasoning but just to me eh, I just feel like Microsoft came out like some little bitches uh, you just uh, saying that because you're PS4. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they, they didn't think, come out like bitches. They stuck to games and hardware. That's what yeah, they, they did this year. Finally this year, they did stick just to games, basically, Thank and God. two hardware things, which they need to do. They didn't focus on the Kinect like they did last year. Yeah, but Kinect was so TV good, guys. Did you guys realize that? Kinect, Kinect is so decent. So it's better than whatever PlayStation has. Nobody even knows what PlayStation has. Come on now. It's PlayStation has a controller. Yeah, it has a controller. There you go. Mm -hmm. It's pretty I good. I mean, they, from they have really good first IPs that are dropping. They showed a bunch of that, and then they have the indies. They're doing good for them. They focused on games. Yeah, they focused on games. And that's what they, what they needed to do. to do. Which is right. I mean, they did play it safe. They played it safe, but they they played it right. Xbox, Dick, Microsoft. Just wait until we watch that PlayStation. Sony, anyway. Sony watch them bomb. Uh, I don't think they're gonna bomb. I just let's focus on what we're talking about. Let's yeah. focus on so, so basically, the first thing that came out today from Microsoft was, of course, Halo Five. Yep. Well, of course. Of course, which drops uh, October. This year. This year. Yes. Like I said, the reason why they moved it up because they want to complete with Fallout Four, which is reasonable. They always go for the holiday release. So. <laughs> well, they they always Everything do a November a release, but release. yeah. That was due November release, but they knew something was going on, so they moved it up. Yeah. But uh, it it looks live, it looks rich, rich and crisp. It looked really good. I thought I no, liked it. I thought it looked amazing. I still think it looked really good. I can't wait to just see more of the story. Yeah. And it looks cool. like the companions are really smart in this one. They they follow commands and actually shoot back. So. Yeah, Not completely fucking retarded. The, uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't completely fucking retarded. And then, um... The one thing I noticed was, um... They were actually using the turrets and using the environment to their advantage and not just jacking off in the corner and dying to fucking slug. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, when they were... <laughs> When they were shooting, running they, into they, rocks. 
when they were showing gameplay footage, they were focusing on uh, what's the guy's name? Locke. Agent Locke. Yeah. Agent Locke. They were focusing on his team, which Halo Five is going to consist of basically two different campaigns: one with Locke's team and one with Master Chief's blue team, which is pretty awesome. I thought that was. And then yeah. they brought back Buck too, which is pretty cool too. Yes. Nathan. Nathan's awesome. ODST coming back. And then, of course, they brought Prometheans back, which you saw a little bit of if you watched gameplay. And the big announcement for them was uh, Warzone. Uh, 24 players, 12 versus 12 with AI. It's basically PvP meets PvE, which I think that's is great. A, I thought that was that's pretty a, awesome. Yeah, that's a good addition right there. I would definitely like to try some stuff like that. You know, especially with that player count. That's that's a that's a nice bump up right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I said it's three or four times the largest map of any Halo that they ever had. Yeah, bigger maps is definitely a plus. I mean, you can't put that many players in the same size maps we're used to. It's just going to be fucking chaos. Yeah. Got to give it some breathing room. Overall, I think Halo looked decent. It looked uh, it looks playable. No, it's, it's <laughs> from, from a PS4 fanboy. Uh, I used to play Halo. So you from someone who... Can I finish it before I throw your ass out the fucking door? Better go ahead and use your inside voice while I put that ass outside. Uh, as a PS4, PlayStation fanboy, and also someone who used to play Halo religiously, uh, I can honestly say that I... Th- <laughs> I didn't get my ass up that much, motherfucker. All right? Uh... Remind me to go back and bleep that N-word that you made me say, motherfucker. I'm sorry. Uh, mind you. But yeah, I think the um, the way they had their cutscene transitions, their war zone, 24 and 24, uh, it looked amazing. Uh, don't forget, guys, that is going to be Halo 5 Guardians, and that will be dropping uh, holiday season this year from 343 Studios. Um, I want to say one more thing. I don't know if you noticed, but and this one they have secondary weapon functions as well. At oh, least I noticed really? one weapon. Oh. Yes. I did not notice that. Nice. nice. It's, uh, it was. It looked like the concussion rifle, but then he changed it to like a bow and it shot out a sticky grenade and it stuck to a dude. It was pretty awesome, I thought. That can change up the combat quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. Let's hopefully it did that to every weapon because that would be pretty cool. <clears throat> we'll to keep our eyes on that. I want to turn and, uh, my sword into a, a spear. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Xbox came out with a new IP from, who was it? Amateur Studios? Josh? Armature, yeah. Armature, Armature. Studios uh, is ReCore. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, ReCore looks like some kind of Diablo Borderlands hybrid. Hmm. They didn't really give too much on it, but it looked really fun. I didn't. It's a new IP. They didn't show gameplay, but just the cutscene, just kind of the the CGI cutscene, like really captivated me. Uh, It seemed massive. Really, really massive. Um, And then the big announcement of the day, if you want to do it, Josh or Seth, we got every everybody excited. Oh yeah! yeah, yeah. I know it got me excited. Microsoft and the Microsoft big big announcement. Um, Backwards compatibility. Which, uh, who doesn't have? 
Uh, we, we aren't watching Sony's press conference yet. We don't know what they're going to do. Thank you. You don't know what they, yeah, we don't know what they'll do. Uh, that, that is a big move. Like that's a, some people are saying it's a little late to the party, but me personally, I think that that's a, the right move for the hardware and the software. It can do it. It can handle it. And they remember I mentioned this in the last podcast that they were going to be coming out with a with a with an update, and they mentioned it, but they were keeping it close to the chest. Yeah. So it's going to be the summer update, and then it's available right now, but only yeah. partially available. I think it's available for gold right now, and they said yeah. it's going to move forward uh, the holiday season. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, they're going to f- flesh yeah. it out more. That's awesome. And it's not only 360 games, it's also the Xbox Live Arcade games from yeah. and 360. Then you can have also everything the Xbox One has for those games, so you can still use all your recording devices and all that. That on. is, that's huge. Yep. Yeah. They really made a smart choice with this one. Yes. Uh, not limiting it, that's definitely a plus. And also, the the first thing of uh, hardware that Microsoft actually announced was the Xbox Elite wireless controller um if you guys saw this um there's no d-pad no it's this seamless empty swimming pool to do kickflips in touchy pad uh it looks like it could be really seamless for fluid movements uh i mean there's hair trigger locks there's paddle shifters swappable components min max values for optimal elite gaming (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think it's just to get more fucking money out of people. This seems like the dumbest fucking yeah. thing I've seen. Quality three. Uh, Targeted for the hardcore games. Yeah, for like people who actually try to go pro and shit. Look, that's good for them. When their Xbox shits out, they can just change out the battle shifters or change the same, out the triggers. The same guys that bought gunner glasses are going to buy three of these. And oh, yeah. Microsoft yeah. thanks you. Um, $150 though. $150 for one of these. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for a controller. That's not for that that's not targeted at us, the general. No. You know, it's not it's for the hardcore. That's I understand targeted at white go- people. Yeah. I'm getting very <laughs> rich white people. I'm going to go pick this up while wearing my gunner glasses and yeah. get one of those optic lasers from a fucking Mom, TV. I need my <laughs> Mom, I need my fucking allowance this week. What? No, I need double my old allowance. I need to so, buy me two of these controllers. They're so fucking sick. They got those <laughs> shifters and everything on them. so sweet. Mom, come on. I can skip the spiders with them. That's so seamless. Um, <laughs> Moving on, please. Another uh, big thing that they actually announced was any mods made for Fallout 4 on yes. the PC can be transferred right to the Xbox One. The amount of integration that Microsoft focused on this one was a very, very smart move. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's probably the smartest thing they've done in a couple years. Um, instead of focusing on gimmicky hardware, um, focusing on $150 controllers, $150 controllers, <laughs> focusing on don't take any offense to this, but a lot of exclusives that didn't really excite people. And I'm not talking about this year, I'm talking about previous years. Um, they're finally integrating everything seamlessly with Windows 10, which hats off to you, Microsoft. You're you're making the right move. move on this. PC uh-huh. mods. Um, 
couple more things that they talked about in the Microsoft press conference was EA Access. Um, Which everybody's going to use, hopefully. EA Access will be $5 a month, and this will grant you early access to video games. Uh, it'll grant you... And we're talking like a day or two early access. Yeah. I, think, I, I think they said a week on certain games. Week max, and you get to play the games ew, in their library uh, streaming right to your device for $5 a month. Uh, they just added Titanfall. Ooh, and they added their super hit Dragon Age Origins. Didn't <laughs> Dragon Age just come out a fucking few months ago? And they're already... That's Dragon Age Inquisition. Inquisition, Inquisition that's what I meant. Yeah. And that's not Origins, yeah. it's Inquisition. Yeah. So didn't Dragon Age Inquisition just come out a few fucking months ago? Yeah. Why are you proud to put that on a $5 a month service? That lets you know yeah. how much that company's fucking tanking. Yeah. The only thing, they are allowing people to have free access to, what, the 20-something? Or it starts the 20-something of this month? So people are able to try it for free and play any games in their library just to get a taste. You know, if they, I'm sure there's going to be some people that are going to pay for it. You know, the people that are um, going to pay for it are going to be people that enjoy sports games. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, or Forza, of course. Forza, which I have to say, Forza looks fucking amazing. It always looks amazing. It's just a car racing game, though. Yeah, it's it's it's. I'm not. I'm I, to quote uh, one of our good friends, "Play me in that fucking race car game." Uh, I'm never going to get into it, but I have to say it looks fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, moving on. That car so, they brought out, though, looked good, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's actually the 2015 Ford GT. Ford and Forza are paired up together, which we're going to talk about later on uh, in the show. Seth, I don't think you got a chance to watch it, or maybe you did if you want to go. I did. Let us know what the next game we're going to be talking about tonight is. Motherfucking Dark Souls 3. That's all. I got to see. The official hashtag that they're running with is only embers remain. Ooh. Now, the trailer that they released mm-hmm. is fucking amazing. Short, sweet, beautiful, amazing. Remember last week when I talked about having my dick through the hole and it took them almost eight years just to touch the tip? <laughs> Consider the same thing that this this they grabbed it. did. They no, grabbed it full they on. Did, they didn't grab it. No, they they touched it with the end of a feather because all they gave me was these turtle stick women walking through the fucking desert. Um, some shopkeepers laying there yeah, and then looking at a mysterious crown, which kind of looks like some old crowns we remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, she puts it on and then apparently she goes fucking Shia LaBeouf Super Saiyan and turns into this giant empty hollow of a thing. Uh, Of course, uh, Hidetaka Miyazaki is full, 100% for running and producing this game. Balls deep. Um, Which a lot of people said that Dark Souls 2, which were co-produced by his two understudies for the first Dark Souls, produced the second one, uh, was missing that Miyazaki touch. It was. Well, Miyazaki touch will be back. Um, To add on to that, uh, Bloodborne DLC is in the works. Yes. It has been confirmed that Bloodborne DLC is in the works and will be coming out. 
uh, in the months to come. It, Did they show anything on it or talk about it at all? Just or just, just announced it. This is this is something that I read with uh from um it's like a I guess backstage interview with uh mm-hmm. Miyazaki. I can actually I'll link you guys the uh the interview. But it wasn't very long. It was just him touching on certain things. It was paraphrased. Um I'm they also did say that they also did say that Dark Souls three was gonna be the last one in the Dark Souls series. Does it mean it will be the last game in general? No, it won't. Let's, but it will be the end of Dark Souls. Let's look for maybe a Demon Souls two. Yes. Bloodborne two. Yes. Maybe Bloodborne two on all consoles. No, no. That would, no. Yes. That ain't right. I, I wouldn't mind it, and maybe a port to the 360 to, to share with our brethren. Because we had Demon Souls all to our own, and I felt that it was really unfair because Demon Souls, in my opinion, was better than Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. Um, link will be in the description, guys. Watch the fucking video. Enjoy the trailer. Get your nerps wet. Um, next thing, The Division. I'm just going to come out and say it. Uh, fucking Division looks amazing. Uh-huh. Uh, these new cinematic shots and the gameplay that they showed sold. Count me in for a, for a buy. Uh, and it is an action RPG set in New York City. Seth, you called it. Hell yeah. Uh, a couple little things with the news. Did you guys see this? That December there will be an exclusive beta of the Division for Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Well, the release date's going to be next end of next year. Yeah, November, so we're going to play a good... Yeah, November 16th. Uh, November yes. 2016. Yeah. But you still get to start your beta journey this year. Um, awesome. 10-13-15 is when Siege comes out. And Siege actually looks really fucking fun. Like, it actually looks like a solid shooter. Uh, and Siege will actually come f- with Vegas 1 and 2 for free. Awesome. And That's an awesome add-in. This will give you, without having to apply for anything online, etc., will give you immediate access to the beta come December. Um, ooh, ooh, I got something on Siege. Before, they recently showed off. Well, before you say that. Terrorist. Oh, god damn it, dude. Just so you guys can just excited as Seth. Uh, remember, Rainbow Six Siege comes out 10, 13, 15, and you can sign up for the beta, uh, which will be available 9, 24, 15. Uh, but you need to go to IGN.RNumeral6.com. Seth, what you got? Oh. Uh, not long after they talked about Siege and showed Siege, they did announce and talk a little bit more about the story mode that they're going to have in the game, which they've been really quiet about. That They've just shown multiplayer. And the one reason that Siege has jumped back up on my radar, not as high as the Division, but pretty far, I mean, pretty, pretty close to it, is that Terrorist Hunt is coming back yes. full force. Yes. And it's going to be amazing. You know, from what I've read, it's going to be... It's going to be one of the main reasons why I'm definitely going to want to play this game. And they said that Terrorist Hunt is going to be the equivalent of almost half 
of the game, like in terms of content. So it's going to be the multiplayer, you're going to have the story, and you're going to have Terrace Hunt. Maybe a little bit less than half, but it's going to make up a good bit. So they put a lot of work into it because they said fans of Rainbow Six have been clamoring for Terrace Hunt. I've said it. You know, that was one of the reasons I didn't want to get Siege was because it seemed like they were going away from it. It's coming back. Yeah, that guy has such difficulty to realistic and hate your life for the next fucking week. <laughs> uh, yeah, you get one life in every single game mode. They also said that as well. Every game mode, you get one life. Good. Nice. I'll be able to very, relive very some nice. of my uh, old school Rogue Spear memories. <clears throat> oh, Rogue Spear. Oof. That was the first <laughs> Rainbow Six game I played. First game that got me stuck on first person shooters. Yeah, it's way before that. <laughs> Let's go uh, moving on to Windows 10 and Xbox One exclusive independent developers. You got uh, Gigantic, Super Hot, Beyond Eyes, and Daisy, and numerous other titles they announced. Uh, speaking about this, uh, I got a chance to watch the video for Beyond Eyes, and I don't know, it was, it's, it's crazy. Uh, the gameplay, yeah, the lead character, the protagonist, is actually blind. You paint her world by guiding her to other things that she can do with other senses, smell, taste, touch. Um, and it, it just seems really innovative because everything gets painted in a, um, a watercolor sort of thing. Uh, another little thing on this list is Super Hot. If you guys haven't played Super Hot, go play that shit. You can play it in your browser. Very fucking innovative. It's a first-person kind of strategy shooter game. The only way the bullet moves is if you move. The only way action happens is if you move. So there can be a room full of people. If you stand still, nothing's going to fucking happen. So you line up your shots, you take your shots, and you start dip, dodging and ducking in between bullets. Next thing you know, you have eight people around you, shot in the fucking head, and you're fine. Really innovative gameplay. Check it out, guys. Um, keeping going forward, um, like I said, it's just the, um, those independent developers, it's really something that, you know, everyone can check out on their own. Um, Crystal Dynamics, Crystal fucking Dynamics showed off Rise of the Tomb Raider. Uh, Brian Horton came out and announced that it would be an Xbox One exclusive. Dropping holiday 2015. Big year. This year. Just for fucking games. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, the dynamic weather looks fucking amazing. Graphics look fucking amazing. Um, the cutscenes were really seamless within gameplay. Uh, it looked like she went from moving in the cutscene into the area where she would be in the actual gameplay next and it was just absolutely seamless she kept moving player kept moving um freeform climbing uh very mirror's edge-esque climb where you want however you want uh and pre-orders are being taken now how do you guys feel about uh crystal dynamics and the new tomb raider game can I just say something? Sure. Laura That's what you're on the show for. Oh my god. She's moved up since her three dimensionals. 
I'll, I'll tell you that. <laughs> that's that's all I got to say. I like her. I will agree. She has gotten a lot of upgrades over the years. Mega upgrades, I'd have to say. I mean, she ain't no um, pyramids on her titties no more. They're realistic now. They're I not mean, pyramid titties. And I appreciate that because. Hashtag no pyramid titties. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. They uh they that, that's a bold move for them to have the exclusive Crystal Dynamics. I think they they uh I wouldn't say they they kind of slapped Sony in the face a little bit right there, but they kind of did because Tomb Raider was a huge success and rebooting uh-huh. it like the way that they've done. Oh my God! Like they they're going in the right path with this, and I think they're really going to take this franchise further than it could have gone. Well, the last one was with the, with the complete. Was that the last one? Was an exclusive. They're holding the rights, and no, yeah. I think it's a smart move. Yeah, they'll make they'll make more money that way than what people would think if it'd be on numerous consoles. Yeah, keeping it exclusive is is a that smart move. That creates supply demand. Oh yeah, and w- with what they've showed us, they're they're supplying it. <laughs> Another thing uh, is rare replay. Replay. 30 classic games for 30 bucks. Can't go wrong. I will buy that. I'm probably going to. Hopefully it'll be available for some kind of Windows platform. Because, I mean, you're talking about Banjo-Kazooie, Perfect Dark, Viva Pinata, list goes on. (laughs) Not only that, Conker's Bad for a Day. Best game ever. You got me sold on that right there. (laughs) Conker's Bad for a Day. Best game ever. Uh, And then they they had uh, Battletoads. Mm-hmm. You know, Battletoads 2 confirmed. We don't have to worry about calling GameStop, and you can't trick them anymore. It's oh, like, I'll still call yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Not in Rare Replay, but just Battletoads. Yeah. And then, uh, I think they might actually have GoldenEye 2 on it, too. Uh, uh, they better. did show the full list. I didn't see that on there. Oh, damn. They had awesome. both of Eva Pinatas. Uh, one game that I am excited for on there is fucking Jet Force Gemini. That was a big go. game that I played uh, back on the old 64. It was ridiculously hard and fun. Yeah. And not only are they doing those old games for us, they actually came out with a new IP only for Xbox One, which was Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves, yeah. yep. Sea Essentially, first-person Sid Meier's Pirates and combined awesome. with huge-ass... MMO RPG elements, kind of scenes and implements. Yeah. It was and weird, it, but I liked it. it. It looked like a it looked like a massive MMO with a whole bunch of people you could play with. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I don't know if you looked at it closely, but you could actually see another play player lifting up the sails on the boat while you were running around the ship and the yeah, battle. Yeah, name titles above their uh, heads. But yeah, I think that's I think it's gonna be pretty good uh pretty good title. Next thing that was talked about was Fable Legends. Uh we talked Madly. about last, um also gonna be um exclusive. Uh it's gonna be dropping this holiday. It's free to play. Uh it's mm. head by Kuno Sundo. So, completely new developer on this one. Well, producer. 
Um, no, no monolith. No monolith. Thank God. No Peter Molotov cocktail. Molotov cocktail. Uh, <laughs> Windows and Xbox can actually play together. Ooh. Which I, I like what they're doing. They're finally starting to actually add PC with Xbox because they did that nice. on Minecraft. Cross platform play. Talking about soon. Mm-hmm. Again, the integration. Um, Valve VR. We can go ahead and say it. Um, they have announced that Windows 10 will be the absolute best platform for VR gaming. Um, and you'll be able to stream Xbox One games to the Oculus Rift. So you're not limited to your library of Oculus Rift games anymore. You'll be able to play everything on the Oculus Rift. They're trying to make everything seamless, integrated straight uh, into virtual reality. But I still feel like the augmented reality thing is going to be the way to go, which is Microsoft HoloLens. HoloLens. I don't know if y'all want Well, Just watching the demo of it was amazing. Them playing uh, Minecraft. Minecraft together. That was mind blowing. Yes, that was like awesome. Said, the integration it was the Windows tablet with Xbox or the the holographic, the Hololens. It was just awesome to see them do that too. This shit looked like demon magic. If you want to, yeah. <laughs> and it looked like fucking demon magic. I mean, this dude created his entire base camp like just in the middle of his his coffee table. It was crazy. Uh, he was picking up the level and looking under it, like he was looking under a rug to look at different uh, resources and a stronghold right underneath his base. Uh, he could focus his eyes on a certain focal point and say lightning strike, and that shit would happen. Like That's insane. What? On screen will be the so picture of the minion. What? You can also have a picture of dude saying future. 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 Uh, the next thing that was talked about, John and I are excited, so fuck you. Oh, yes. Dude, yes. <laughs> I'll leave this floor to y'all. Uh, Give me Calix, please. Head by Rod Ferguson. Uh, he came out. And he, first of all, he talked about was uh, Gears of War 1 revamp for next gen, 1080p, 60 FPS. But of course, days. Uh, they talked about Gears 4 being uh, the Xbox exclusive. Yes. Um, John, you watched the video. 60 frames per second. Beautiful. It seemed oh, yeah. very, very smooth. Oh, and it's dark. Very the dark, dark looks dark. It looks very dark. Uh, yes. Chainsaw Combat looks extremely seamless. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it, they still have a lot of the old elements of like the rodeo run, the way you reload your weapons. Mm-hmm. Still the old elements, but new gameplay looks like, and it looks like it's going to be really fun. The enemies looked absolutely crazy. Yes. And the weather effects. Holy shit. Did you see that wind flare? Oh, that the lightning strikes? All thing? the lightning strikes. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, and the main protagonist seems to be named JD, which is actually my initials. So let's hope that he runs into a sergeant named Cox, and he calls them girls' names. Um, <laughs> uh, moving on, um, I have a couple things to talk about 
for EA because EA was up next. And to be completely honest with you, I watched like 10% of it because 90% of it was them sucking Pele and Messi's dick for FIFA and like a thousand other sports games that Nobody you can go cares outside about. and play a sport. I don't want to yeah. fucking play a sport on a video game. Um, Mass Effect 4 Andromeda uh, yes. will be released uh, holiday 2016. They didn't show very much on it. It was a very quick teaser, but I'm letting you know right now, that is exactly what Destiny should have been. If that's what it should look like. That's what it should have been. That's what it should have looked like. Uh, pay attention, Bungie, because you fucking dropped the ball, and Bioware knows what's up. Um, it's Bioware. <laughs> Mirror's Edge Catalyst. Yes. Will be uh, an origin story game. Uh, you will get to play as Faith, uh, and it's made with their new and improved Frostbite engine, which we've been hearing new and improved Frostbite engine for four years now. Um, yes. But they didn't say they did say that it was very freeform, very non-linear, zero cutscenes, zero load screens, really seamless. Uh, pretty much what every gamer wants nowadays is we don't want to be sitting through cutscenes uh, for an extremely long time. We want everything to be seamless. We, we don't want to lose the immersion. That, that's the thing where I feel a lot of game companies are, are losing out is they're, they're losing on the immersion of everything. What do you guys think? It's going to be a game definitely to pay attention to. I mean, Mirror's Edge was a great game. I didn't get to finish it because I got frustrated. <laughs> but I think I think it's the right time for another one to come out, especially with this origin story and the fact that the the type of gameplay is much more popular. I, I would say like the parkour stuff, freeform running. It's more popular now in culture than it was when the original Mirror's Edge came out. So I think that it's going to have a much more uh, following behind it and more attention coming to the game because of the current subculture that's that's being built up around it so you're gonna have more people interested in the game than it was before and, and hopefully it gets more attention because of that you know and definitely with no loading screens and it's gonna be a seamless game i think that's gonna be a definite big step up for that uh for that franchise absolutely i agree 100 and like negative two percent um the only other thing I really paid attention to was they showed Battlefront, which is essentially Battlefield for Star Wars. Yes, but it still looks amazing because it it's Star looks Wars. Fucking amazing! I could not be. I mean the the walkers looked really underpowered, but then the AT-ATs looked extremely overpowered. Yes, and then but, of course your Jedi showed up, etc. What you got? And then. Tie fighters looked awesome to fly in. Mm -hmm. Just, just the way the game played, they showed it was just really intense, and the sounds sounded exactly what a Star Wars game should sound like. Yeah, it's like you were watching the movie. Yes. <clears throat> Another Star Wars thing that they actually announced was uh, Knights of the Fallen Empire, which is, I'm assuming, an expansion for Knights yeah, of the Republic. Which guitar? Yeah, which is still free to play right now. Still free to play. Um, 
or pay to play numerous classes, however you want to look at yeah. it. <laughs> um, I can see why they still want to try and resurrect that, but if they, I feel like they'd have went a different way with it and not tried MMO, it would have been a lot better. Hell of a lot better. Now, have you ever played it? Because it was actually a pretty fun game while playing it. We all it. played it together, John. Me, you, and, uh, Did we? Yeah, me, you, and uh, Ryan. Ryan. Alright. But, uh, that's... that seems to be um, a majority of what we had to talk about for our first episode. Well, our first part of uh, our second episode, which is our hangover, E3 hangover edition. Uh, we will be... Uh, both of these will be a little bit later. By the time you guys listen to this, this will be Thursday. And part two will be uploaded tomorrow, which will be Friday for you guys. Um, should be available on iTunes by Saturday. Which, by the way, guys, uh, I know you heard me talk about this, but we got approved to be on iTunes. Did we? That's awesome. What, what? We got approved. Move, uh, moving up in the world. We will, on up. we will be adding everything to iTunes, which will be added from our SoundCloud feed, which, by the way, guys, we now have a SoundCloud, uh, soundcloud.com forward slash reset podcast gaming. Um, we also have a Twitter. Uh, that we do. Uh, our Twitter. Uh, what are you doing? Who are you doing it to? And stop doing that. Uh, let me just get my links and everything in front of me, guys. Bear with me for a second. Uh, someone in entertain the people while I do this. Uh, right Games. now I'm watching the PlayStation uh, conference, and it's not going so hot, Josh. Oh, okay, we'll you. save that for another episode. <laughs> it, I'm, I'm just letting you know, it's not going hot, really. Not going right. too well. All I want to know is PS4 hashtag backwards compatible. That's all I want to know. <laughs> hashtag backwards compatible. Come on, PS4. Step up your game. We have uh, our Twitch. Which we will <coughs> Sorry. Catch any, any one of our members live streaming. Uh, will be twitch.tv forward slash reset gaming podcast. Um, we have our Twitter, which is twitter.com forward slash reset gaming cast. That's reset gaming C A S T. I know a lot of these URLs are different, but bear with me. We have, uh, you know, numbers, uh, character restraints. Eat my dick. Uh, we have our blog, which you can find at uh, resetgamingblogcast.wordpress.com, which is being run by our blog manager, Fez. Mm -hmm. uh, drop in, read some posts. Comment. Uh, tell her husband's a bitch. Uh, <laughs> and our Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash reset gaming. Now, uh, does anybody have any closing statements that they would like to make on the first part of our two part episode? You can go first, Seth. All right. Uh, uh, let's just say Bethesda has pretty much set the standard for how you present yourself at E3. Uh, I was a little disappointed that I didn't see anything on Battlefield Five. Uh, Dark Souls, can't wait for that. 
and Siege has definitely jumped up on my radar. So it's going to be a great year next year, and the end of this year is shaping up to be very good for gamers. This E3 so far has been exactly what I wanted it to be. It's all about the games. It's all about the gamers, and we're going to see what happens with the second half. I'm excited to see what Sony brings to the table. I mean, they still got a lot of exclusives under their belt. We'll see what happens, and uh, we'll talk about it in the next uh, part of this episode. John? Work. Um, the only thing I want to say is uh, the the new guy from Xbox, the guy that took over from last year, because the dude from last year sucked, mm-hmm. uh, he did a good job, I found, and he took a jab at PS4, which I laughed really hard at, because everybody at work likes PS4. And they just shook their head because they didn't like it at all. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was so far it's shaping up to be a really good E3, and I, I am excited to see what Sony has because I like Sony games. I, I'm a gamer. I like games. I wish I had a PlayStation so I can play some of those games. But until then, I'm an Xbox One fan. So. Teddy Two Sticks. Um. Well. Pretty much what I mean, Seth said. I'm, I'm excited for what Bethesda did, and really, I mean, I'm just stoked for Dark Souls, honestly. <laughs> Dark simple Souls, man, simple taste. Fallout. I mean, hey. that covers it. All right, we'll leave uh, well enough alone, Ash. I, I have not been paying attention. I'm sorry, y'all. You've <laughs> <laughs> been working on that blog, dog. Spoken yeah. truth. <laughs> Spoken truth from our blog yeah. manager as she works. Hashtag balls deep in blog. Yeah. Balls blog. <laughs> Meanwhile, our, uh, our social media manager watches Netflix. So, um, I guess closing arguments, statements for me. Um, first of all, Holy shit, Microsoft, you brought the pain, you held your shit down, and this is probably the best conference you've had in years. Uh, kudos to you. Um, EA, you're horseshit.com, and I hate you. <laughs> you are the wow. scum between my toes. Want me to put that in the blog? Yeah, you can you can quote me on that. And your shitcastles.com. Um uh, Bethesda. <laughs> Holy shit, Bethesda. You came through. You I'm still recovering from the hard on that you gave me for Fallout 4. Um I want I want everyone to know that the day Fallout launches, I don't know any of you for a month. <laughs> ditto, wow. ditto on that. Um, well, I don't know you for a month, and then you know after that I'll talk to you guys again. But at least for a month, I don't, I don't know who you are. Um, after that, I think that's just about everything that I'd have to say. You guys had your closing statements. Um, so, guys, with that being said, I really hope you enjoyed listening to our second episode of the Weekly Reset. This, remember, is a part two episode. We will be bringing you the rest of the coverage from the rest of E3 
which will be uploaded the day after this one. This one will be uploaded Thursday. Second part will be uploaded Friday. Um, I hope everyone has a great evening. Uh, say bye, nerds. Later. Later. Bye. See you, nerds.